0: Welcome to Voices from the Field, a podcast produced by the National Collaborating Centre for Indigenous Health. NCCIH focuses on innovative research and community-based initiatives promoting the health and well-being of First Nation, Inuit and Métis peoples in Canada. This episode, Indigenous Midwifery During COVID-19, a conversation with midwives Carol Cucci and Claire Dionne Fletcher. Carol, Anishinaabe Kwe from Nipissing First Nation, has worked as a midwife for 20 years in Ontario, northern Manitoba, and northern Quebec. Claire, of Lenape, Potawatomi, and settler origin, is a registered midwife at 7th Generation Midwives Toronto. As co-chairs of the National Aboriginal Council of Midwives, or NACM, Carol and Claire will speak to how Indigenous midwives are well-placed to support communities during the COVID-19 pandemic and how the Council continues to respond to the needs of Indigenous women and midwives. Carol and Claire... Could you each comment on how Indigenous midwives can support communities during COVID-19?
1: For those communities that are fortunate enough right now to have Indigenous midwives working within them, particularly those communities that have midwives working in the north, one of the best things that we're able to provide care outside the hospital. So in a case where we're having a huge pandemic, where there are many infectious people, sick people, at the hospital, or at the nursing station, that's the first place they go to. Midwives are able to care for mothers and babies in a place that that kind of traffic doesn't usually go. We are first responders, and we're taking very uh, good care of ourselves and our clients. We've limited our contacts. We're able to spend more time on the phone, doing phone clinics, Uh, prioritizing prenatal visits also prioritizing face-to-face postpartum visits were available 24-7 but during the birth we're trained to be able to risk screen our pregnant people and their babies and deliver the babies outside of a hospital situation. The other thing is that in general Midwives have a closer relationship and contact with their uh, patients and clients. And we're more available. We're on call 24-7. You can always get a hold of us. And usually that contact, that first contact is on the telephone. So we're very, very good at triaging our clients and even assessing people at their home. So it reduces contact in the hospital.
2: As Indigenous midwives, we are accustomed to working in our communities. That's how we work. There's obviously a lot of things that we've had to take into consideration, including like protecting ourselves and protecting our different families. You know, This is how we work already. So I think that's an important thing that we've been able to bring um, to being able to provide care is just the supports that we already have in place for this. As Indigenous midwives, we talk a lot about keeping birth closer to home and keeping birth in Indigenous and remote communities. And that's really important, I think, in both remote communities and in urban centres. In remote communities where there are midwives, that means that women are able to have their babies at home, um, which can... Uh, protect both themselves and their family and the wider community by them not having to leave to urban centers where there actually may be more cases of COVID and where they are living in situations um, where they're with more like with more strangers um, and are potentially putting themselves at more risk. We're able to keep women in their communities um, and safe in, in that way to have births. And I think in in urban settings, that's important too, just to be able to keep people out of the hospital. So being able to safely provide the option of of out-of-hospital birth and birth closer to our homes and closer to our communities, I think at this time is, is extremely important for our communities. The ability to like to step up and help our um, communities in different ways during the pandemic. Um, so midwifery looks different across the country, and you know midwives work in different ways. But I think that during this time of pan- of the pandemic, that we are able to take on more um, roles in helping in community health, which would have been the traditional role of the, of midwives in our communities. Because we're used to doing this tort, this type of care in the community, so we're able to increase people's access to um, things like birth control and sexual health and things that are becoming harder to, to get access to because of um, the physical distancing and the social distancing and the burden on the healthcare system, that those are things that we as midwives um, can do and can participate in and can help our help our communities, like moving our support online, doing online prenatal classes, sharing um, teachings online. These are all things that, that we can be doing to help meet the needs of people within this situation.
1: Never before have we been so concerned about the lack of human resources, particularly in rural and remote areas, uh, but all across the country in our communities, and that pregnant people and newborn babies are among the most vulnerable in our communities and the most precious, along with our elders. And the lack of midwives that is experienced across the country um, we're a handful of midwives, and we need to be multiplied tenfold at least. Um, so I, I, I will say that it has become very, very evident the sort of the ground that we lost um, over the last 500 years, and uh, where Indigenous midwifery was almost decimated, We need to catch up and we need to work really, really hard um, and keep going to get more midwives educated and in our communities and uh, bringing back these traditions and uh, helping our our families grow and be strong.
0: Could you talk more about how the National Aboriginal Council of Midwives has responded to the pandemic?
1: I think one of the main reasons we have responded is um, to support the midwives across the country, the the Indigenous midwives across the country from coast to coast to coast, um, helping them find resources like personal protective equipment, um, support, um, even if it's emotional support, doing shout-outs to each other. We are a professional association that support each other and grow our profession. Um, But one of the main uh, ways that we've, supported people, or the country, is to really think about Indigenous communities in rural and remote areas and uh, urban areas as well, but particularly those communities in the North where people would be flying down to have their babies because they don't have midwives in their community, and talking to people about the needs of those families and trying to get supports in place for those families. Um, even when we talk about uh, protect, like having a support person, and how we need more testing, uh, so that the support people will be able to safely go in into the like into the hospital, or if they can't go into the hospital, that the family will be able to return home quicker uh, after that two-week isolation. There's a lot of concerns around people traveling, most of the community cases are linked and traced back to people who are traveling in and out. So you can imagine when there's a small community with tiny, with little or no resources medically, if somebody brings back COVID and they're asymptomatic and they don't know, um, the whole community can get hit. And, um, And of course, everyone wants to see the new family, see the new baby. There's elders that will wanna come and greet the baby. And we're very close uh, communities. And how do we protect our elders? How do we protect our most vulnerable women? And so we have written a whole document on protocols and recommendations for maternity care units. And it's on our website. But I think Claire could probably also add to what I'm saying.
2: A lot of our members are working in locations where they're working by by themselves or um, in teams with non-indigenous midwives. and so being able to provide that um, connection with other indigenous midwives across the country uh, I think it's always important, but its particularly important. Um, right now in, in the case of the pandemic and being able uh, to share resources and share information and, you know, just even things like, what is your clinic doing? You know, how are you doing your prenatal visits and how are you doing your postpartum visits? And to be able to talk as a group and share um, how we're meeting the needs of our communities, because, well, we have a lot of support um, often from, from our other professional associations and our other organizations. Uh, Sometimes we need, and often we need that Real that indigenous focused support, um, and that and the context of other indigenous care providers, and how we're working to meet the unique needs of our communities and also of our care providers. Gathering and sharing information. There's so much information going out. Our sister organization, the Canadian Association of Midwives, is um, is doing a lot of that work, and so we work um, together with with CAM to make sure that members have access to up to date information. And then I think also just working with our different partners um, like other provincial associations, other national associations, um, partners in the government to make sure that our midwives have what they need um, to make sure that we're keeping our midwives safe and that we're keeping – community safe and that we have the the supplies that we need to be able to take to take care of each other also trying to as much as possible support our student members who have um, depending on where students are training whether they're training in um, community-based indigenous midwifery education programs or university-based midwifery education programs really trying to support those students. As the majority of them have had their learning put on hold um, because of this. Like NACAM as an organization, our role in advocating, but also just our individual midwives and members who advocate every day for our for our clients. And I and I think that just becomes really apparent in this pandemic, as we know that people who have Poor health outcomes and are more affected by pandemics and that the role, I think, as midwives and as an organization, making sure that we don't lose that and that we draw attention to that and to the health um, effects for our Indigenous clients and our families. And, you know, so you're adding a pandemic on top of being pregnant and having a baby on top of, you know, potentially already having other health health. Poor health outcomes is difficult. And just making sure that we don't, that we don't lose that and we don't lose how that has a greater burden on Indigenous communities um, and advocating for our clients for their health and their well-being and the birth that they want to have while also protecting their family and their community.
0: Claire and Carol, thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: To hear more podcasts in this series, head to the Voices from the Field homepage, located on the website of the National Collaborating Centre for Indigenous Health, nccih.ca. Music on this podcast is by Blue Dot Sessions. It appears under a Creative Commons license. Learn more at www.sessions.blue